Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday. Um, the um, education reforms, tomorrow's schools, uh, we'll get, we'll have a, this seems to be one of the issues of the year. Uh, we'll get into this shortly. Uh, K- uh, Kerry has a word about cyclists. Uh, Marcus has a word about retired politicians. And then there's something wrong with Game of Thrones, apparently. Uh, but before any of that, uh, Herald Premium is on offer. Who drove this project? Was this you, Mr. Curry? No, Mariana is uh, front and centre. So uh, Mariana came back from Wilson and Cambridge University last year looking for a new challenge, and we certainly had one for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably uh, 20 years too late in many respects. but um, You think so? St- a stunning job that she's done. Yeah. Oh, I think generally for the industry, I think when... You know, when you look back on it, and this this is the case for the global publishers, really. Um, in the case of the Herald website, which was established in the late 90s, I think the thought at the time was newspapers are providing, you know, the bulk of revenue, uh, but we'll create something digitally um, for that particular audience. Uh, nothing much will come from it. Uh, as we know, um, the landscape changed considerably, and we just sent all of our journalism onto those onto our sites for free it, it's it was a business model that for many years um, we ignored and um, finally today as I say uh, should have happened a long time ago uh, but we've made a bold and brave move yeah Mitty does it feel like you're embarking on a re-education process for the reader for the user of uh, your content that you know some content does have a price tag attached to it now Yeah, look, Mike, I've been a journalist for 30 years now, which I appreciate uh, dates me somewhat now to the audience. But I think this is an incredibly exciting day for journalism in New Zealand. And I'm really proud that here at The Herald we're leading the way because, you know what, as a journalist for that long, it won't surprise you to know that um, I consider journalism to be an important part of our society and democracy. And yes, it does take uh, a lot of money to pay for good journalism. And so we are really proud that we are investing in the future of journalism and helping make it sustainable. So I presume uh, at some stage this podcast will be behind some kind of paywall uh, because it doesn't get any more premium than this content, does it? Right. Right. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, it's all for free. Lucky you. Uh, here comes the uh, school uh, reform talk. See, this is more just great content that you're just getting for nothing. National has lost the CGT as an attack weapon against the government. They're going to have to pony up for a bit more than the great slushy machine scandal of 2019. They should be all over tomorrow's schools. Why are Nikki Kay's public meetings in school halls not getting more coverage or cut through? Why is her voice not louder? What about New Zealand First View on tomorrow's schools? Why are they so quiet on this? Are they keeping their powder dry until the last minute, much like they did on the CGT? Another concern out of the discussion being flushed through the public domain currently is the focal points of the conversation. Why are we talking about yet more increased bureaucracy when we should be talking about teacher shortages, teacher churn, the ageing teaching cohort, lack of male teachers, teachers being underpaid? What about the hefty union involvement in teaching? Union leaders blocking discussion around performance-based pay, making good teachers feel as though demanding money based on productivity is criminal. Worse, ensuring underperforming teachers are a protected species. Also concerning kura schools, they'll lose their independence and be returned to direct crown control. How's that a good thing? The one-size-all approach being proposed will not meet the needs of our differing school communities. Our schools are chronically underfunded. 
Many of our Māori and Pacifica children are not achieving as they should be. Teacher supply is at crisis point. Instead of talking about hubs and control and bureaucracy, why aren't we talking about these other pressing issues and fixing those first? Yeah, it seems like just having teachers is quite important to make that whole you know school thing work. Seems to be an issue in a lot of places. Um, we've got to... Um, uh, why are we talking about cyclists? I'm keen to find out. Here's Kerry McIver, morning host. Honestly, they're going to just browbeat us out of cars and onto tandem electric bikes. You know that, don't you? Report after report, week in, week out, comes out saying our reliance on cars is hurting us and our environment. In 15 years, they want 20% of us to be on bikes and 16% on pogo sticks and 18% riding turtles or horses or donkeys or goats or whatever it takes to get you from one place to the other without relying on gas-guzzling vehicles. And I would probably have a little bit more sympathy because I like bike riding, but I just hate being told to do so. I think that's the thing that's putting me off getting an electric bike. I loved biking the Otago Rail Trail. Amazing. But being told I have to bike makes me want to get back into a club sport. Makes me want to spend $300 a week on petrol and stuff the planet. I'd have probably bought a bike if I hadn't been told I had to buy one or that I was part of the target quota to get on a bloody bike. And when you see, as I was doing driving to work this morning, when the traffic is being held up because there is a cyclist in the middle of Franklin Road in Auckland, this is the Christmas tree place. You know, this is the street with all the Christmas tree lights if you're not from Auckland. It's also been closed pretty much for two years while they faff about putting in cycle lanes. And here I am behind a cyclist who's going as fast as he can, but he's only on two wheels and I have four. And there is a free cycle lane on his left and a free cycle lane on his right on the other side of the road, nobody is using these horrendously expensive cycle lanes at seven in the morning, which you'd imagine would be peak commuter time. Not one cyclist on there. Yeah, that, it does seem crazy. It's out of control. Um, I don't think the fact that he's got two wheels and Kerry's got four is the reason for him holding her up. I think the engine in her car is something to do with it. It's just a theory. Um, what the hell was Marcus on about last night? I, I hear what you're saying about people um, when they've had the time, but uh, he's, he's, a, he's a wealth of knowledge. And uh, why would you put that to pass you when uh, he's got a lot to offer the party still? And uh, he's, he did a great job as far as I'm concerned when he was there. And uh, God knows they need it now with the people they've got there. But they're going to struggle with the likes of Jacinda. I think she's already in now. She's got another term. Uh, unless there's a big banana skin round the corner, she's, uh, she's in for another term. Uh, hands down. Hands down victory. And, and, and Marcus, this is my uh, first time uh, calling the show tonight. And I only listen to this because you, you irritate me, Marcus. And I'm glad to have the opportunity. And I know that you would have still let me talk had you have known I was going to say that. And that's what I like and respect about you. And that's why I do continue to listen to it. But, um, yeah, there was a few months ago you got these opinions about this guy and he got, um, you know, he was he was moaning about the fact that there was pictures of uh, gay couples. I don't know whether you remember. It would have been about six weeks, two months ago. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just... I, 
yeah, there's a few times you, your your opinions, Marcus, are so sort of you're so judgmental, and you, you know you think you've got it right all the time, and it but really you, irritates but you're, me. You're just, judgmental about cat owners. Absolutely, and I own it. You know, I own it. <laughs> um, hey, you're doing it. You're doing a great job. You know, if, 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 yeah. You're first, funny. That you made. You made my night. I can't even remember what you. it was about pictures of gay couples. But look, you made my night, Bob. Thank you. There we go. I mean, that is kind of the point of being a talk host is to make judgments and assume that you're right and everybody else is wrong. I think it's part of the job description. I think that works that way for Andrew Dickens as well. Right, to entertainment, Sienna Yates joins us now. We have already spent the entire air break talking about uh, Game of Thrones, but we're not going to talk about it now because otherwise we might give it away for those people who still haven't seen it. Yeah, you're going to have to rein in those spoilers a little bit. A, a little bit, and not only that, uh, I think Sienna and I could probably go for a good three to four hours on At this. At least. But there's one thing we can talk about it, and everybody, and I did too, started yelling at the screen halfway through this program last night. Yep. There was something wrong with it. What was wrong with it? It was just so dark you couldn't see a single thing that was happening. It was so dark you couldn't see a thing that was like happening. a weird snow magic haze happening. Exactly. Which made it all harder. Not only was it dark, it was out of focus. It was going... Yeah, <laughs> everything's moving so quickly and it's just nothing. And all you got was... The annoying thing is because we watched it at work at one o'clock to write During about the it day. and podcast about it and everything and we thought it was just our rubbish TV downstairs that was mm. in bad quality. So we all went home and watched it again. And had the same problem again. Okay, let me tell um, our family going, I can't see a thing. I can't see a thing. And so we ended up turning out all the lights in the house. Did it help? Oh, yes, it did. Oh, good. When everything was dark, the TV started to look okay. And then afterwards, we actually went to YouTube to the, the thing where the the, the, vice, you know, the two guys, Benioff and Vice, actually oh, yeah, discuss yeah. it. And the first thing they said, we made it dark because we wanted it to be natural. That's what it was like. Yeah, it was winter and it was We nighttime. want it to be watchable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm so glad that they said that because I found exactly the same. I couldn't see it. Which I think that's what they were going for. I think nobody could see anything. So it was making it realistic. As realistic as waiting for an army of undead attacking your castle in an alternative middle ages universe can be i am glenn zb i've ended this podcast being a little bit confused no change there uh see you back here again with more confusion with another news talk zb tomorrow